Um, happy Thing Fancy uh, this morning. Uh, we're not going to do any deep theology. Um, I'm just going to talk about what I've learned like this is, is kind of tough because I don't know your stories. <laughs> and uh, in, a, in a room like this, um, probably a decent amount. But God is a really good father. He's not just a father. He's not a, a father by accident. He's not a father by duty. He's not a father just by definite um, teaches me about that. Um, these are the things that I kind of came up with are, are the biggest deals to me and have made the biggest impact. The first one is just that God wants to be with us. They would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own prophets have said, we are God pursuing us. We mess up, he fixes it. We mess up, he fixes it. And then ultimately um, paying the ultimate price to fix it for good. Then we fast forward to, to the picture of the very end. He tells us the ending because you think that by them you possess eternal life. But these are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I think we see that happening all the time. No, and be never seem to really change anything. And additionally, you know, the last thing that he would have ever wanted was for me to avoid him because I messed up. I think we do that with God a lot other things later. I remember one night, um, again to bad driving, I, uh, I had had a really bad basketball game, and that was a, it was a big game to me, so I was really upset about that. He um, just hung out with me. He was just with me. You know, I never had to earn anything or be somebody or be perfect. He just wanted me. And he's a reflection of God just wanting us as we are, the good and the bad. The good doesn't make him love us anymore. That really hit me like a ton of bricks. What more does he have to do? What more does he need to do to make you believe that? The whole, the scripture defines him as love, first of all. God is love. He's the very definition of love. Scripture tells us the whole biblical story is him one working in the fields, feeding pigs, and he gets so hungry that he looks at this food he's giving the pigs, and he thinks, I want to eat that. <laughs> How hungry do you have to be? He's just at the end of his rope, and he thinks, man, my, my dad's uh, workers get treated a lot better than this. And I know I can't. He says that. That's such good news. That's what God is like. I believe. I believe there would be nothing more heartbreaking to my dad than if I told him I didn't think he loved me. And I think about my little girl back there, and I can't think of anything. What a great scam. <laughs> Because it just sucks the life right out of you as a Christian. It sucks the good news right out of your life. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. 
That is the good news. Take it, receive it, believe it, live it. We don't need a bunch of sad Christians walking of everything personal and free in my relationship with God. It would be an abandonment. I refuse to do that, to repudiate God's grace. If a living relationship with God could come by rule-keeping, then Christ died unnecessarily. Like, oh my goodness, thank God for his guidance. I think back, you know, my dad gave rules in our home, and, and he wasn't super strict, but there were rules and there were guidelines and I look back on those a, as an adult, and they made life so much better. <laughs> they make life so much better. I look at, um, well, actually, a little while ago, I know <laughs> what will make her happy more than she does right now. And God is the same with us. Jesus said, I have come so that you may have life and have it to the full. And all of God's rules and all of God's guidance aren't there to be oppressive. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my birth. Um, and I love it. I thought I knew what I wanted, but I didn't. And when you accept God's call, when you accept his guidance in your life, he will always lead you to more life. 1973, literally at a, at a campus retreat in Baton Rouge, I didn't know what that meant, other than I felt like God called me to be an evangelist to start ministry. And I, was, I had, didn't actually become a Christian through campus ministry, but I grew as a Christian there. And, uh, and I saw what God did in my own life, and, um, and I just got to then see what he did in a lot of other young people's lives. And lots of people. And so, you know, talking about God as a father... It's just, it's a joy to me. Uh, I always wanted to be a father from the time I was real young. I would think about the kind of dad I was going to be. I had a rough dad. He grew up in a rough world. He was, he was raised by one of the oaky farmers during Dust Bowl Depression era. And he was hard and he was tough. And, and, and it, I just saw how much they encouraged me, and I started doing that with her, and then we've done that with our kids. And now our kids do that back with us. And for one of the uh, Father's Day, one of the things Casey said is, thank you for all the things you decided. Because they've heard me say that. I decided when I had kids, I was going to do this. I decided literally when I was a teenager that when my kids, he loves you. See, God made you like you are. It's not a surprise to God that we fell into sin. He didn't want us to, but he knew we were going to. It's his plan. I don't understand all the things of God to any degree that I didn't ever do. You know? I, I would threaten my kids with violence with some regularity. I told them, if you ever smoke a cigarette, I'll cut that part of your lip off. I did. I told them this stuff. They knew that wasn't literal, but they knew I meant business too. And I said, if you get a tattoo, I will skin it off of you. 
what we wanted life to be like. And Tana had some really tough times too. She was an only child of a broken home that really never had any love in it. And we thought through the things we wanted to do with our children. We're very thoughtful. Perfect, not at all. We're, we don't get to be perfect either. But Tana and I spent time with our kids. We put them to bed. We would pray with them. One of Brianna's favorite memories that she doesn't remember is me getting in her baby bed with her. I did. We had a, a brass bed, and it was made so it could be a day bed, and it was strong, and, and I would put the rail down sometimes, and I would just crawl in the bed with her and sing hymns to her. And she would lay on my arm and go to sleep. You know, those are just my favorite memories. You know? And you just wish you could stay a little longer. But I don't have those really sad memories. Is this the train I was warned about? <clears throat> I don't have those really sad memories about that. Can you hear me over it? Okay. Because I can't hear me over it. I can't hear me anyway, but... <laughs> Number three... By being a dad, I learned what God's predestination is all about. Ephesians 1, 4 says that God chose us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. Montana's kids were perfect before they were born. You know, Tana asked me one day, Tana hadn't been around babies. I grew up around babies, being the youngest of a big family. And I went to the college. I went to a big reason was to help her. But so I'd experienced some of this stuff. And she started wanting to have kids right before we were married. And I said, Talent, let's take a little bit of time. That kid's ugly. <laughs> it just the thought occurred to her. And she threw that out there. And they all turned out that way. But I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. They've been begging me to go forever. He thought, What in the world just happened? So he's getting up. That's his signal that I'm going too long. But hey, I'm not here very often. And this, this is really good, huh? Make <laughs> junk. And what we sometimes think is unattractive, it's not unattractive to him. We look at something that's deformed, somebody that's deformed. God doesn't see them that way. That's a beautiful... For their destiny, not that we were going to do their track, but they were going to be loved. Number four, what it means that God sings over us. I sang to my kids. I grew up in the 60s with lots of corny music. And so we would be driving and I would just cut into a song like, well, the bird, bird, bird is a word. Well, bird, 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 bird is. And they'd say, that's not a song. And i said, oh, yes, it is. And they would go look it up. Or I would wake them up to, it's howdy duty time, it's howdy. I'm warped because of that show. It was one of the early shows. You ought to go look up, you know, howdy duty as well. I just learned that Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves you. When Brianna was real little, uh, a little girl was kidnapped in Plano at a soccer field and was taken and was killed and her body was dumped about a mile and a half north of our house by a cemetery. And it just terrorized those kids. It was so sad. 
And one night I was putting her to bed and she was really scared and, and, and didn't want me to leave. And I just talked to her about her house and we sleep right at the bottom of the stairs. I said, Brianna, <clears throat> it's my job to protect you. That's why we don't let you get out of our sight. That's why we have a burglar alarm on, on, on our house. That's why we sleep down at the bottom of the stairs. That's why mom and I get up in the middle of the night and check on you various times. It's our job to protect you. It's your job to go to sleep and not worry about it. And that's what God's got to say to you. Do not be afraid. Because see, the thing that God knows is if somebody else kills you as a child of God, they've really done you a favor. Now they're going to they're gonna get in big trouble over it. Oh, you just get to go be with him. So while he knows you're scared, unless he has some reason to send you back, he's going to just take you home and deliver you from this world that can be that way. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. And then lastly, just how much God wants us to bless us. He just wants to bless us. Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. He just wants to bless you. Now, he's not going to give you anything that will hurt you. Now, Tan and I have tried to bless our kids. In fact, our kids labeled their mom, Tana, Tana Claus. Because if she knew their kids wanted, her kids wanted something, by golly, she was going to get it. And me worrying about money would not stop her. Didn't matter. It was going to happen. But you know, she knew me too. After she, if she didn't, I'd go get it for them. We love doing things for kids. We still do. We love doing things for our kids. Well, we're just little hints of God. You know, just test him and see if he won't open the heavens. He did it for me. You know, my mom died when I was young. How many wonderful women has he put in my life? Just people like Leslie. Leslie's, you know, a little bit of a daughter younger sister to me, we work together, you know, we've taught each other a lot, but I got to, to be a part of her raising her sons. They grew up in our church building. I could tell lots of stories, but I would resist that. But you know, I got to feel that sense of the way a godly mother treats her kids and still does. I got to do that with Tana. When I was a junior in high school, I was just pathetic in my heart. I was a good student. I was pathetic. My typing teacher kind of took me under her wing. A couple of hints, I, she knew there was trouble. And this was back when there were no counselors. And Lavana Dodd was her name. 
I didn't care about typing as a guy. We, they call it keyboarding now, but we use typewriters. And uh, I won a couple of state contests for that woman in typing. I didn't know no guys that weren't effeminate back then took typing too. But I took typing too because she asked me to. The, the head typing teacher at the college I went to offered me the job as her secretary. That will tell you. Now, why did I do that? I, I was an athlete. I was a rough and tumble guy. I did it for Lavana Dodd. But this, she was a godly woman. You see, God gave me her. I could name off people through the years just at the right time. God bringing people in my life at just the right time. The right people at the right time over. And, and it's just what Tan and I get. We, we live in everything we prayed for. We've got four beautiful kids. They do ministry with us. They live in town with streets. I get to be a father figure. I mean, I love Brad. I've, I've known Brad since he was in the seventh grade, I believe, eighth grade. You know, we've raised our kids together. I know the stories. I get to be a father figure to lots of young people and just the joy that God pours out, the credit I get that I don't deserve, the love I get, the support I get. Just test Him. And that's what I learned what non-sectarian kingdom Christianity is all about. We got to empower people. That's why I say if I were to go home to be with God today, my kids would be okay. And my wife would be okay because she's got kids. They would take care of her in a heartbeat. That's not even a question. But if they weren't here, the church would. People would line up. And that's the, that's the family we live in for them. And just what a delight it is to me, Jesus, to get to see how you build your church through people like us and, and do things that matter. And I just pray that today, that as we honor our earthly fathers much deeper than that in this assembly, that, that we're honoring you in our hearts for the awesome Father that you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.